2: Evening at (coughs) Creona. this week's show-off was Ravengers and Blackout from the band's new album, Bandlands, that was produced by Took Smith. Bandlands is a good, solid album, leaving me with the very difficult task of selecting just one track for your listening pleasure. Initially, I was going to play you the last track, So Long, but uh, really that would have been uh, apt as a show closer. So, blackout it was. I tell you, what, I've got a shed load of music to impart with you on today's show. I definitely feel like a dog with two dicks. So, I better crack on with the music and the title track of Warrior Souls' up and coming new riff-tastic album out on bail.
0: and ya. On your machine It took them two weeks to find me By the time I was in the clinic, It was two hours till Together we are rocking out Oh, yeah, come on and let me know what you're gonna do
2: Norris experiment have just issued a digital three-track single of benefit of the doubt and the already heard and played on this year show this will leave a mark and kill the night of course all three can be found on the band's last album the aforementioned this will leave a mark and as you have come to expect like warrior soul the Norris is packing a lot of riffs <laughs> this week's segmentations yeah why not up first it's Covers Corner oh, and this week it's just the one song that has been covered by two different artists fortunately not on the same day uh, anyone remember Robin McCauley's version of Eloise that came out at the same time as the dams yeah I rest my case more about the dam later on in the show up first is a collaboration between Eddie Spaghetti and Frank yeah and their version of The Knack's My Sharona that was released on their album Motherfucking Rock and Roll that came out in October last year. Joining Eddie and Frank for this are Burton Avery, bassist actually from The Knack, along with Ruta from Nashville Pussy. second version came out a respectful three months after Spaghetti and Mayers and comes courtesy of US band Suraya, who feature Zuzu Mansur, Trevor Smith, Brianna Sig, Mike Dulovich, and John Hildenbrand and assigned to Little Stevens' Wicked Call Records. The band only came to my attention because My Sharona was produced by Diamond Dogs and the Crunch frontman Sulu and sounds remarkably like this. one segmentation to another. Compare and contrast. I haven't done one of these for ages. And to be honest, the two songs in question wasn't spoiled by me, but by an outraged online post on the Rock and Roll Globe by Tim Sommer. The alleged culprit in The Doct is John Mellencamp and the track of his Strictly A One eyed Jack album song in question was co-written by Bruce Bingstein. And when I said co-written, I was, uh, for the benefit of Barton and Fenny, doing those air speech marks with my fingers. Tim Summer is absolutely losing his shit over the fact that did you say such a thing according to his ears is a blatant, no two ways about it. Rip off of Van Halen's Finish What You Started from OU812. So let our ears be the judge and the jury. First up is Van Halen that will be swiftly followed by John and Bruce. <music> i Lock them up and throw away the key, that's what I say. The next segmentation is
1: Welcome to this week's vinyl resting place.
2: Landing on my doormat over the weekend was the Reap a I reckon seven inch by the helicopters. Obviously, I've already aired the title track on episode 838, but it's the exclusive B side done fighting that warrants our attention. of you who visited the theparanoidsquill.com would have read in the show notes for last week's episode that X to ray and credit and cath were up over last weekend primarily for uh, ray and myself to attend the stranglers last saturday at uh, brixton academy but also to take in the penge mile that uh, starts at the three hounds in Clockhouse and ends up at the craft montropolis a short, staggering distance from Penge East Railway Station and an 11-minute journey on to Brixton. However, before all that, as Ray, like myself, is a card-carrying vinyl junkie, I took him to Raven Retail, my local independent record shop, to part him from his hard-earned cash. Well, why should it just be me? However, before all that, Ray is a massive fan of The Who, so much so that he carries round on a piece of paper the different matrix and catalogue numbers of sought-after LPs. The subject of uh, Live at Leeds came up. Uh, While searching for it to play, the conversation turned, naturally, to the different UK pressings. Sadly, after a dozen of house moves, Ray's vinyl is currently missing in action. The second print run of the cover had either a blue or red stamp. I thought mine was blue. Ray's face dropped when I pulled it out to discover the stamp was black. One of only 300 made. I picked mine up uh, years ago in a charity shop where it used to belong to one Mike Boyle. I know this because uh, his name is written on a small circular sticker that he put on the label. Uh, Depending on who you are, me or Ray, the inserts were missing, significantly reducing the value, and the vinyl has more snap, crackle and pop than a bowl of cereal.
0: Side of my town faces that the east was facing south. Now you dare to look me in the eye. No scars tears or what you cry. It's a genuine problem, and you won't try you work out at all. You just pass it by, pass it by. Substitute me for him. My coke for gin Substitute You for my mum At least I'll get my washing done Substitute your lies nice for fact See like right you, your plastic bag I look all right when my dad was black
2: After Ray had dried his eyes, we ventured over to the aforementioned Raven Retail, while at the end of our shot, Ray, once more, was crying. This time, due to happiness, after purchasing the Doctor Feelgood albums down by the jetty and male practice two LPs I'd have laid money on that he would already have owned. Anyway, I didn't come away empty-handed, buying several live vinyl albums. Up first was Roger Waters' Pros and Cons of New York, 1985, Volume 1 and 2, both double albums, and both musically exceedingly good. However, I did let out on a a sort of a, uh oh, when Ray informed me that Eric Clapton was Roger's touring guitarist for those run of gigs. I don't know why, but I'm only pleased to hear him on Lennon's Cold Turkey, and then only begrudgingly. Allegedly, Barton, allegedly. Barton said it's because Eric's a racist prick. Allegedly once again the air speech marks my next purchase was Iggy Pops live at the channel Boston MA 1988 that was part of last year's record shop date from what I can gather this is for the first time the full unabridged concert and not the truncated version that has appeared on CD and streaming services and indeed the original vinyl Uh, at this time Iggy's touring band was Andy McCoy, Alvin Gibb. Seamus Biggum and Paul Garisto Uh, the track that I have selected for your enjoyment is Cold Metal that formed part of the Instinct album that came out uh, a few weeks before the gig that had Steve Jones on guitar and was not included on the aforementioned CD
0: Metal when I start my band cold metal in my garbage can cold metal depths in my
2: As you may or may not be aware, I am a huge Damned fan. Mind you, having said that, I don't own either Evil Spirits or the Rockford Files on vinyl. I think that may change tomorrow after another visit to Raven Retail, don't tell the missus. After mentioning at the end of last week's episode how we were none the wiser to who the new Damned drummer was over the weekend, it was officially announced that Will Taylor has taken charge of the pretty vacant drum stall. I'm really looking forward to seeing him playing in The Damned at a point not too far in the distance. Uh, my last Raven retail purchase was The Damned's Fiendish Shadows Double LP, an album I already own, but this one is, just like the Just Heard It pop album, the full gig recorded at the Woolwich Cornet on July the 11th, 1985. When I say full... It's fuller than the other LP, but missing their covers of uh, Pretty Vacant and Wild Thing at the end of the concert that uh, cropped up on the B-side of the Is It A Dream single, with a certain rock scabies handling live guitar duties. This period of the damned was the most professional I had ever seen them. The set list was well thought out. Uh, didn't change from date to date. Apart from, you know, pretty and wild thing. Uh, the Woolwich, well, it was the last date of the tour. Yes, I was there. One of the tracks emitted uh, from the original release was Neat 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 due to a faulty cable on the second verse, which has been restored to its best and now sounds like This <laughs> <laughs> So that ends this week's Vinyl Resting Place. Phew, I enjoyed that. And uh, that thought cable is rather noticeable. Uh, they should go off the squirrel partner, Alan, to fix it. Something else both myself and Ray enjoyed after the Penge Mile was the Stranglers and opening band Ruts DC gig. Uh, I think it's fair to say that the majority of the crowd who got to the Brixton Academy early to see the Rutz DC were there to hear the classic Rutz tunes from the crack and the uh, Prossimus album, Grin and Bear It. The Ruts DC have been very clever and respectful to their past. Instead of replacing vocalist Malcolm Owen, who died 14th of uh, July 1980, bassist sex handles, vocal duties. I mean, I think we can all agree it would be nigh on impossible to replace Malcolm. Likewise, guitarist Paul Fox. However, Lee Hegarty has long been accepted by fans as more than just a stand-in. Yes, we were treated to the classics, but the standalone Ruts DC tracks more than deserve to be heard and are very well received. From Music Must Destroy, this is Kill the Pain. say that the Stranglers have never released an album that has caught fans off guard. Yeah, all right, the gospel according to the Men in Black may just have done, but uh, even the post-Cornwall albums of uh, Stranglers in the Night, right up to last year's Dark Matters, are all worthy of the band's name. Although live, the Paul Roberts and John Ellis period are passed over. I guess with a back catalogue as comprehensive as the Stranglers, there is only so much you can fit in in the two hours the band were on stage. Build as the final falter tour, uh, and with it encompassing 24 dates, although the gigs on the 7th, 8th and 10th have uh, been rearranged for the uh, 27th of Feb and then the 23rd and 25th of March, I can certainly see why J.J. Burnell, who turned 70 on the 21st, would like to put his beats up. However, saying that, The rest of the band are now considerably younger than JJ. I think Baz is the oldest at 57. So maybe smaller tours will be considered. To be fair, the band have said that they would take a step back from extensive tours with a full production. So I'm hopeful that come late 2023 or early 2024, uh, we'll see a spate of UK days. You know, one down south, one in Wales, the Midlands up north Scotland, and let's not forget Northern Ireland.
1: Fiction's on a trail stretch inside The air in the air is pretty fit, I've got all I I've said A minute for insanity With pranks against the soul The worst crime that I ever did Was place up on the road But I'm honest, not good Just get a grip on the But I'm honest, not good Just get a grip on the And you should go Yeah, you even get a film here. You don't even get a film at the Hammersmith Odeon. You
2: don't get a rainbow at the Rainbow either. I was looking for an official live version of open brackets, get a, close brackets, grip, open brackets, on yourself, close brackets, featuring Baz to play you. But uh, as far as I can tell, there isn't one. Hence the one from live, open brackets, excerpt, Close brackets, which uh, I have on vinyl, so I technically should have been in this week's vinyl resting place. But hey ho, let's go and finish this week's show off with the band that started it. This is the Ravengers, and so long until next week. Take it easy.
1: The Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. Where you don't have to wear a mask or observe social distancing.
2: This episode of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show was produced by Bart and Stacy, engineered by Fenny Bridges, and was hosted by Armitage Schmidt. And we say, what's his lodge production?